Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Special thanks to Jason Enberg, Phantology's newest patron. Thank you very much, Jason, for your support and patronage. Any support and donations that Phantology receives goes directly back into the show to bring you more episodes with the highest quality and efficiency as possible. You can support the show at patreon.com slash phantology underscore books. All right, on to the episode. All right, what's up, my Knights Radiant? Welcome to Phantology's sixth and final review of Rhythm of War. Feels like we've been reviewing this book forever, but we're finally going to do a non-spoiler episode. So this episode is going to be no spoilers. It's going to be uh, roughly 15 minutes long. We'll see how we do. And then we're going to follow it up immediately with a spoiler video, a spoiler episode. And in that, we'll give kind of our like general thoughts on the book, talk some plot points and characters, etc. What do we like? What do we did? What do we uh, not like? But to get started, we're going to just kind of talk about like Stormlight Archive in general and Rhythm of War. So if you haven't read any of the books previously, like if you haven't even read Way of Kings, we're going to do a bit of a primer and then talk in general terms about what we thought about the fourth book. So all of that said, Ryan has an intro prepared for us for the Stormlight Archive. So Ryan, tell everyone about the Stormlight Archive. In a world where crabs are oversized and storms wreck the land. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the non-spoiler review right there. Ryan's like, you got to pay me for more. <laughs> so so now we have to talk about what happens in the world after that yeah. intro into the world. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a good intro to the world, right? So like... It's this big epic world, and most of the inhabitants of this world are reminiscent of what you'd find in a tide pool. You do have like your humans, right? But like everything else is very crustacean-like, and you have like these this these storms that kind of go through, reminiscent of how a of how a wave would go through a tide pool. And so Sanderson has said that this was his inspiration was that of a tide pool and how kind of life adapts. So that's kind of like the big broad strokes of what the world would look like when you dive into it. Yeah, the world building for Stormlight Archive is top notch. I'm going to say bar none, probably the best world building I've seen out there in fantasy. It's just incredibly immersive into this alien setting. But I feel like after reading four books, I feel like I could live in Roshar and I would understand how everything works, even though it's nothing like Earth at all, really, except for humans live there, kind of. Yeah, the other big part of the setting is um, what are called spren and spren are little creatures that respond to emotion. They also respond to elements like there's fire spren or anger spren. And so those are uh, pop up a lot in the world. At first they're kind of just part of the setting, but then they become more important to the story as you progress as 
you would expect. And that's another really unique thing about the setting. And then, and then past the setting, let's talk about another big part of the series, which is the characters. The characters are incredibly well-realized, very in-depth. We get long sequences of backstories and flashbacks, and they're all kind of dealing with different baggages, uh, a lot of it mental and emotional, and it's very well done. Sanderson has definitely done his research here, and he represents a lot of things that probably are not seen as much in fantasy or in the world, really, but uh, are, are really cool to see on page. And I think a lot of people can relate to the characters very strongly. Like, I feel like some of the characters are my friends, and you know, I cheer when they have triumphs, and uh, and I, and I'm sad when they uh, things are not working out well for them. Yeah, so I think characters are are great. You mentioned that we get long flashbacks. Each of the books is kind of devoted to one of our main characters and and exploring their backstory a little bit. And so you definitely like look for it. Like if you love your character, then like you're going to be excited to read their book, right? Like, and so that's really kind of like a unique thing that Sanderson has done with this. Yeah. So Jake, you haven't said much. What type of person would enjoy the Stormlight Archive, right? Like why would you want to like start in on this? I mean, epic fantasy for sure. Also, if you're someone who likes epic fantasy and sci-fi, I think there's just enough of a sci-fi element to it to really um, capture that. The world building is kind of sci-fi-esque. They're on this totally alien planet with its own alien ecology, as we mentioned before. And then, yeah, just these great characters and as much as there's this huge plot and this amazing world, it's really character driven. So if you like character growth and watching people develop and grow over time, then I think you'd really like this series. And what other series is it similar to? I mean, obviously wheel of time is a great comparison. Sanderson finished the wheel of time. So no surprises there. And it's epic and kind of the same sense I guess also maybe like uh, Song of Ice and Fire a little bit. I guess I'm just kind of throwing out fantasy epics. Yeah, you get, I mean, it's hard because most things are compared to Stormlight Archive. Like you could say Lightbringer, but if you've read Lightbringer, you probably at least know what Stormlight Archive is about because you're yeah, enough in yeah. fantasy that you've at least heard of it. And even if you haven't read it, you have a good idea about it. But um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of just if you talk to somebody that's never read any fantasy, you can say it's in the same kind of vein as like Lord of the Rings, where it's kind of sent in a Renaissance type environment. I don't like where you have horses. I'd have to, I'd have to like disagree that. with with most of these takes. I feel like it's so different than than all of this fantasy. Like I mean, then Wheel it, of Time, Song of Ice so and nothing, Fire, Lord of the Rings. No, no comparisons. I feel like it's it's so fresh and different that it's like if you knew about Lord of the Rings and I don't know, I just, it, to me, yeah. it's completely different in a really good way. If if you're talking to somebody that has only read, say it, it's more similar to Lord of the Rings than it is to like Divergent or. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's like those kind of but yeah. I, maybe, maybe we don't have to compare it, but like, what if we say, if you're somebody that likes to read a lot, right? Because they these are long, like they range range between a thousand pages or twelve hundred pages. Yeah, we should warn people of that. <laughs> yeah, you have to enjoy reading. You have to enjoy kind of 
reading about the setting and reading about like long periods of time where not a lot of action occurs and you're just kind of getting to know the characters and getting to know the setting, right? So you, we should make that like clear up front that these are large books and you just have to enjoy the story. I mean, there is action throughout. I would say maybe there's not super epic action the whole time. Right. There's always things happening. We're not just sitting around on our hands doing nothing. But but yeah, like you say, like there are some slower parts as well that are much more uh, about developing the characters. And compared to Hunger Games, it's like it is pretty slow, right? right. You can read Hunger Games and within a few pages, there's like epic action you know duels and stuff going on yeah yeah i I feel like you can go through an entire length of a hunger games book before you get to like another big battle and i mean isn't this just kind of true of all epic fantasy where you're you're gonna have long periods of time where it might the action might not be quite as present as it is in shorter books i feel like epic fantasy really takes time in in between when you're traveling, it, it takes advantage of all those moments, which mm-hmm. might be ignored in other books because it would they'd get too long. Yeah. And this is well paced. You know, like some crazy action might not be going on, but there's a lot of character development going on. There's a lot yeah. of interesting discussions happening. I, I feel like it's it's well paced enough so that I enjoy it, but some people might not. Yeah, I, it's not a criticism. I was just like you know, if you're thinking about picking up Stormlight Archive, like this is kind of what what you should know going into it. We are talking about book four here, and I think we can kind of give a review of the book without having to talk around the first three books entirely. So with that backdrop of what the series is, how'd you guys like the fourth book? My uh, My little like quick take on it is I enjoyed every minute of reading it there's never a part where i was like dang like this is boring skip ahead like let me just get to the action or anything like that i really enjoyed it the whole time i was reading it but after finishing it thinking back there were probably two or three things that that i think could have been done better could have been like been written tighter or cleaned up a little bit so it's it's in no ways a perfect book part of that comes from the fact that it is the penultimate book. That's our favorite word to use <laughs> right now. Um, so there's lots of build up and set up for the last book, which is going to be, you know, like the big climax of the first five books. And so there, there's that already. But honestly, I really enjoyed it. But I think there were some parts that should have been t- like a little bit tidier. So for me, it was my third favorite book. I liked it better than Oathbringer. I, I think I liked Words of Radiance and Wave Kings better. Okay. I think it would go Words of Radiance, Wave Kings, uh, Rhythm of War, Oathbringer for me. I've been, ex- I've been excited to hear Ryan's take on this. Well, I mean, I think it's similar to Jake's. Well, I, I kind of knew going into the ending part that the Sanderlanche, as we like to call it, the Sanderson Avalanche, which takes place in a lot of his books, in which there's quite a bit of setup and not to say setup in a bad way but um it just makes the payoff so much sweeter when you get to that ending part in which sanderson just brings it all together in such a masterful way and i think that for me the setup 
it wasn't quite as well done as it was in the other books. And same with the Sanderson, Aver- the Sanderlanch. And so I, this would be my least favorite Stormlight Archive book so far. And not necessarily to say that it's a bad book, but I just didn't find myself to be as drawn into the world this this time around. And I think there were, maybe maybe it was my fault that I had certain expectations going into this book, certain things that I wanted to happen and um, certain ways I wanted the characters to develop that weren't, those expectations weren't met. And, and so maybe somebody who has different expectations would have enjoyed the book a bit differently. But uh, yeah, I, so long story short, it was my, it's my least favorite Stormlight Archive book today. I think my list goes number one, Words of Radiance, close second, Way of Kings, number three is Oathbringer, number four is Rhythm of War. I didn't realize how many of you guys didn't like Rhythm of War so much. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I mean I, Oathbringer. I mean, Oathbringer. I really liked Oathbringer. And and again, if you want to hear some specifics of what we've we've talked about here, we're trying to talk around spoilers, tune into the next episode and we're going to explain what these specifics were that were too long or, or what or not. But come on, there were a lot of good things in this book as well, right? I mean... Yeah, I like the book. I wasn't saying it was a bad book. <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan and I both like really liked the book. Like like I said, I enjoyed every minute of reading it. Just looking back, comparing it to his other works, I was like, okay. Like, and I'm usually all for the longer the book, the better. Like if if it's longer and all good, like make it as long as possible. Yes. But this one, you. this one I felt like, okay, it didn't need to be as long as it as it was the what the story held didn't need to be as many pages as it was that's fair i think that's that's a hot take but i i agree with steven like i think we like all really like the book and so like if you're sitting here listening to this podcast and haven't read the book yet go read the freaking read book you know? like, yeah read the book if, if you've made it like three thousand pages in you're not going to be disappointed in the next 1200 pages you might not like it as much as you yes. maybe would hope but like go read the book I don't know. I think that's that's kind of lowering expectations more than they need to be lowered. I right. think that this book was excellently done. And for me, it might even, I don't know, Way of Kings just has so much nostalgia for me. But I think yeah. that this is better paced than Way of Kings was, in my opinion. I'm going to say Way of Kings was my favorite, probably because of what you said, Josh. So much, so much nostalgia. I've read the thing like four times. I know everything that happens in the book. I love it. So that's going to be my number one favorite. I think this is my second favorite Stormlight book yet. And Words of Radiance and Oathbringer are three and four. I haven't really sorted them out yet. I might have liked Oathbringer more, actually. Really Words of Radiance. Eh, Words of Radiance is all right. But like you said, this is the great book. And if you've read the first three and you're considering reading the fourth, like for sure do it. And you're going to enjoy it. Like Jake said, you're going to love every minute of it. Yeah, maybe there's some things we can nitpick, but... Overall, I really liked it. And if you're listening to this and haven't read any Stormlight Archive yet, then also go read it. It's it's a great series. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like there is, I heard some criticism before actually reading the book about the the pacing and a lack of viewpoints from certain characters. It does, like the roster does get uh, shaken up a little bit in this book, who they who is focused on. But having read it, I don't really like I do see the pacing thing to an extent, but not 
not to like the degree that I heard people criticize it over. Like the pacing isn't perfect. I honestly think uh, Wave Kings has better pacing, but he's done better pacing. But it doesn't mean the pacing is bad. Uh, like I didn't think it detracted from the story at all. I, and and I honestly I didn't feel like those characters that weren't as much of a focus in the book were like left behind at all. Like I was excited to read everyone's viewpoints that were in front of me. Okay, so the last thing I want to um, address before closing this segment up is. Do you need to read Donchard before reading this book? Oh, that's a popular question. Yeah, so, no, so, you don't need to. Yeah, so I still have not read Don Donchard. I'm going to read it this weekend. Josh, Josh. No, no, hear me out. Hear me out. I primarily didn't do it so that I could at least like one of us could be in the position of having not read it uh-huh. uh, by the time we do this review. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I, <laughs> I think there's only one interlude that connects to Donchard. But like you guys are saying, it's not necessary. I think you still get the gist of what's going on from that yeah. interlude. So there is absolutely no point when I was lost, not having read Don Chard. Yeah. There was like some things that were spoiled about Don Chard with who lives and who dies. And or I guess we know characters that live in the book yeah. because they're in the book. Right. Right. And the events take place after Don Chard. And then there's like, you also kind of know some vague results of the mission that they go on in Don Chard. And so that's, so some minor things get spoiled for you, for you, I guess. I, I don't know. Cause I, I think that with rhythm of war, you start to open up a stormlight archive to the greater Cosmere so much more than in, in the other books. And I think that starts in Dawn shard. And I mean, I guess you guys are right that you'll still understand probably 98% of the story without reading Dawn shard. But I think it's it it adds to the experience. I would say if you are a Cosmere enthusiast, Don Shard is a must. But just for understanding from Oathbringer to Rhythm of War for the Stormlight Archive first five books story arc, it's not a must. But it's great. You should read it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so to close out the non-spoiler, we're just going to uh, quick roundtable Everyone give a review out of 10. So I'm going nine out of 10. Cool. I'm going, I'm going eight out of 10. I'm going splitting the difference between you two, 8.5 out of 10. You guys are pretty, I'm surprised how low you guys are. I mean, I, I have a similar, I, I think I'm, I'm similar to Ben, probably an 8.25, but, but you're, you're going two five. Oh man! I'm going eight point seven five. If you're going eight point two five, going nine point one two five. I'm going nine and five eighths. <laughs> I just felt like I mean we were arguing kind of different sides of like our opinions on the book in terms of our favorites, and then we have similar ways that we rate it. Well, out I of think 10. that they're all between an eight an eight out of ten and a ten out of ten. You know, like I think that they all fall in that range for me. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about like four of the best fantasy books out there. Which one yeah. did we like the most and least? I mean, they're all they're all the best, really. Yeah, I don't know. I, mine's like either a high seven or an eight. I'm not sure. And and we we all have different like rating systems, you know. Personally, I was I was just surprised at at some of the parts that weren't as clean as I wanted them to be. But I I enjoyed every bit of it. And honestly, for me. The ending, people say it didn't have that Sanderlanch, but I felt like it did. 
in a different way. Like it wasn't like as okay. Okay, Wait, let's talk about this during the spoilers. Stephen asked for a quick rating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like the yeah. debate. I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't give any spoilers, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it an eight out of ten. Thank you for respecting my quick rating, Ben. I think we're in a de- presidential debate. <laughs> yeah. You're going over two minutes. <laughs> Will you shut up, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, if you want to listen to our full review of the book with uh, apparently some hot takes incoming recap of this one we all like the book but some of us liked it more than others although all four of them are awesome you can find more Phantology online at www.phantologybooks.com and if you if you want to support the show you can do that at patreon.com slash Phantology underscore books so uh, we're signing off now for those of you who have not yet read Rhythm of War and we'll be back on whenever you decide to tune into the next episode see ya peace